Since everyone has a gender journey, Gender Journeys is a podcast for everyone. That being said, we occasionally touch on mature themes and use strong language, so listener discretion is advised. Relevant content warnings can be found in each episode's description. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I'm joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Elle. Hey, y'all. All right, so what are we talking about on the podcast this week? Names. Names. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So we're going to be talking about... Names are a complicated subject. In the mm-hmm. gender expansive community. Whole facts. Like, even more complicated, I think, than people expect. Yeah, I think so too. I think, mm-hmm. especially within the gender extensive community. Right. And I, I mean, I'm not, I don't really identify as part of the non-binary community, but I get the sense that because so many names are gendered and names get used as like this weird gateway to your gender identity it's Mm -hmm. particularly complicated in the non-binary community i think it's also particularly complicated in the non-binary community because there aren't that many names that don't signal a gender yeah so if you're trying to be gender ambiguous which not all non-binary people are so like you know of course Mm -hmm. but the non-binary people who are trying to be gender ambiguous or maybe just don't want their gender to be the first thing that people know about them like if you send an email or whatever Mm -hmm. um have to find a name that is gender ambiguous and like it's there's just not many of them so like there's the joke in the non-binary community that non-binary chosen names fall into one of three categories it's either a name that has for a long time been used for both boys and girls like alex or sam or other names like that or it is (laughs) three random letters stuck together it's kai j may there's lots of there's lots of three letter names yeah I'm guilty of that one. I love I love me some three-letter names. <laughs> or random nouns. So, like, the big joke that is only acceptable when made by other non-binary people is that non-binary bitches, like, name themselves fucking socks. Right. <laughs> um, but there's, like, river. I've seen, I've seen lots and lots of different nouns. Because yeah. um, nouns are both acceptable as names and not inherently gendered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By and large. By and large. There are some that are inherently gendered. Jewels and flowers are inherently gendered names. Often. Lily, Ruby, mm-hmm. Crystal. Yeah. Etc. But. But there are other item names, other object names that you can adopt that don't have those connotations. Right. So, but this is all aimed at getting away from a gendered name, which I think that in the non-binary community is just about like, if I send you an email, mm-hmm. I have they, them in my signature of course because obviously um but then you'll look to my name to see what my agab is not even necessarily maliciously but just because that's what cishet folks do yeah (laughs) they need to categorize so if you really don't want your agab to be accessible or at least not easily accessible you do you have to choose a name that falls into one of those categories quite frankly yeah yeah 
Yeah, and so that sort of leads into, I think, a segue here where we, I kind of want to touch on how trans people as like as a large umbrella, as like the biggest tent trans can be, mm-hmm. think of names. Because mm-hmm. there is this idea in the trans community, and it's a very... I'll I mean, just, can I pause? Um, mm-hmm. Gender expansive community, because trans is a smaller mm-hmm. umbrella under tr- gender expansive, because, you know, there are non-binary people out there don't identify as trans that's a very good point all right so under the gender expansive <laughs> go on there is this concept called a dead name mm-hmm. which if you're listening to this and you are gender expansive you probably know what a dead name is yes if you <laughs> happen to cross this podcast and you are just trying to learn more about the gender welcome you rock <laughs> yes thank you for listening a dead name is the name somebody was given usually at the time of their birth which is usually a gendered name it's also often called a legal name because like that's the only time that a dead name should be used is when you have to use a legal name i.e if you're signing up for like a plane ticket and they're gonna check your id when you get on that plane you gotta use your dead name to get the plane ticket yeah yeah so and like it is sometimes used as a verb you can dead name someone Mm -hmm. dead naming is the act of of using the incorrect name for somebody because it is the one they were given at birth, which is just stupid because nobody goes by their birth name, frankly. <laughs> like, Okay, lots of people go by their birth name. Just people with your birth name don't go by it because if they all did, everybody would have the same goddamn name. <laughs> That's extremely true. That's extremely true. So in the gender expansive community, mm-hmm. you know, dead naming has a hugely negative connotation a huge negative connotation it has a whole verb it is akin to misgendering which Mm -hmm. if you listen to one of our recent uh episodes about mispronouning and how misgendering like the word misgender can carry a lot of weight dead naming as a form of misgendering does also carry a lot of weight. and i think almost like dead name is to misgendering as legal name is to mispronouning like Mm -hmm. because there are situations in which you have to use your quote-unquote dead name if it's still your legal name because occasionally you have to use your legal name. And mm-hmm. like, yes, you can, that can feel hurtful, but also you can't be that mad because like you have to, like you have to sign leases with your legal name. Right. Nobody's like attacking you. It's just kind of the fate of where it is. So like, that's why like you wouldn't necessarily use the word dead name if you were like, you knew you were going to have to do it. If right. you know you're going into a legal situation where like, it's going to have to be your legal name. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I think so. I think that that is like mispronouning. It varies. varies. It varies depending on the person. Some yeah. people, it hurts every time they see their dead name. I mean, like, I know that for a while it really hurt me. I have a bunch of, like, finance apps that, like, for some reason just have no way to change the display name. It's all based on the name on my bank account, which is also my legal name, which mm-hmm. is my dead name. And, like, I, I did stop using a lot of those apps because when I opened the app, it would be like, hello, dead name. And I'd be like... Yeah, and you can get apps on your computer that remove the that like go through any web pages you open and just block out the name that you put in there. So you can do that. Also, just like if you are cis and listening to this, just be aware of this because I remember I was hanging out with a gender expansive friend of mine, and we went to a cafe, and they paid with their credit card, and that was it. And then we went and sat down, and when they called for their coffee, they called out their full name off of their credit card without having asked and that was their dead name and it like really pissed them off (laughs) that happened yeah that's happened to me too where like they go by the credit card the name that goes across the credit card statement which which like i guess is like efficient or whatever but like don't like also people pay for credit card pay for things with their like parents credit cards like it's not inherently the name that the person so just like being aware of shit like that when that happens is nice because like Mm -hmm. 
It's just those like invisible barriers that you don't notice until you try to change your fucking name. Right. Right. So that is what dead naming is. And it is hurtful. It is something that means a lot to a lot of people. And that is, I mean, that is also why people change their names, both to like more feminine things. I picked Josie because it was feminine. Mm -hmm. That was part of why I wanted this name. Right. We'll get into a little more about my decisions yeah. <laughs> later in the episode. But also why people go with names like Socks or River or mm-hmm. L because mm-hmm. they are a little more gender ambiguous and they to be called a different name from those can suck. Yeah. But both you and I <laughs> have a kind of different relationship. That's always how these episodes go. <laughs> We're like, here's how it goes in the queer community at, at large. And here's... Elle and Josie's hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> but our, the way that we interact with our names and our interactions with our so-called dead names, which... I don't have a dead name. I was going to say, you don't even have a dead name. Mm-mm. You don't consider any aspect of your... I love my full name. I think yeah. Eleanor is a beautiful name. Yeah. I do... I more and more wish that it wasn't... That people didn't... That it wasn't as gendered as it was. and That the world didn't gender it as much as it right. is. If that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I more and more do sign emails with L. Right. I, my new email for my new school is E. And then my last name. So it doesn't have my first name in it at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, like, I'm happy about. But, like, my personal Gmail account is still just, like, Eleanor dot my last name. Like, I don't try to hide my last name from anybody. And in certain trans spaces, when I've said that my preferred name is L, and then I'll also, and I use L and Eleanor interchangeably, and then people look at me weird. And I'm like, look, I get to choose my name. <laughs> yeah. And so that is to say, we went ahead and we introduced all this stuff. And it's not true for all non-binary or all mm-hmm. gender expansive people. Because there is a way to sort of reclaim a name yeah there's a way to take a name that maybe the world would look at as gendered and decide like no but i like this name right or i like what this name carries i also think that it's important to remember that like it's not my problem that people see my name as gendered Mm -hmm. and i'm allowed to just be mad at them for then gendering me as feminine because they see my name as feminine when I've already told them that I'm non-binary. Like, right. I'm allowed to just be like, no, fuck you. I don't have to change my name so that you don't get confused. Right, yeah. It kind of goes into, like, trying to pass versus not trying to pass, which we should do a whole episode on eventually. We should eventually do a whole episode <laughs> on passing slash blending. Yeah. All of the language around looking like your gender identity is a little bit... Well, it all gets real messy when you talk about non-binary people now, doesn't it? It does. Mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> it does. So why do you like your name? Because it's awesome. Thank you. That's a fair point. <laughs> um, I don't know. I So I think I think that there's a careful balance to be struck in, in life and especially in the gender expansive community between I don't like the way that people perceive this, so I'm going to change it versus I don't like the way that this is perceived, so I'm going to do something to deal with that. I'm going to mm-hmm. become more comfortable. I think that this goes for a lot of things, right? I think I had this whole discussion before my top surgery, mm-hmm. or I'm still having this discussion leading up to my top surgery. Like, I don't like the way that I'm perceived because I have breasts. Should I get over that? <laughs> right. Um, or should I change it? Which, I mean, you made a pretty solid effort to just get over it. I and tried for, like, a full-ass year. Yep. And you know what? 
But so I also sometimes don't like how my name is perceived, but that one for me, I'm going to get over because I like my name. And like, I think that it connects you with your previous self in a way that like gender expansive people are really quick to give up because their previous self has been so uncomfortable and so like victimized, right? Like often people, trans people are trying to move past some really hard shit. And so they want that separation from their past self. And I think that we give up more than we realize when we give up that connection. Right, yeah. I think that it's important to be able to look back at past selves and be like, no, I love and treasure you, me from two, five, six, ten, twenty years ago. Yeah. And now that's not to say that like if you give up your name, you're automatically forsaking your past self. Like that's not it. Right, no, I mean there's ways to embrace your past and to take lessons from your past right. without having to like hold on to all of the language luggage that right. comes with it. I just think for me, because like my discomfort around my name getting gendered is pretty minimal mm-hmm. in most cases. For me, it makes more sense to keep that and deal with it in other ways. And I think, I don't know that people always think as much about giving up their name as they should, but that might mm-hmm. also be because I interact with a lot of young non-binary kids on the internet and mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I tried to change my name when I was in middle school, too. I think most people try to change their name when they're in middle school. I don't know if that's one of those, like, oh, it's because I wasn't cis. But I tried to change my name to Lucy. So it wasn't, like, a gender thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't remember if I tried particularly hard to change my name. But I know that there is a certain power, I feel like, when you're young. I think that's why nicknames are so big yeah. when you're young. is Because there is a certain power in, like... I'm claiming this for myself. I don't want to be who my parents decided I was. Yeah, claiming an identity for yourself. Yeah. And I think that is a universal experience. Yeah. So I just think for names, like, we should also just allow it to be more fluid. Like, allow especially young non-binary kids to Mm -hmm. be called socks for a couple of years and, like, don't assume that they'll be called socks forever. Although, don't say that to them. Don't be like, oh, it's just a phase. Just, like, let them live. I don't know. My parents called me Lucy for six months until I was like, um... Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> That's so funny. I actually didn't know that. It's based on my middle name. My middle name yeah. is Lucette. Your middle name is super cool. You have a good, yeah. you have a good middle name. Mm-hmm. And I mean, similarly to that, like, it doesn't have to be permanent. I had a friend in high school who was AFAB and went by a masculine name for most of, I mean, the entire time that I knew her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some teachers called her her given name, and she didn't consider that dead naming, from what I understand. This was in a time before... Yeah, she um, might not have had the language for dead naming. I don't know if she had that language, but she now goes by her assigned name mm-hmm. and seems perfectly happy about it and has, like, changed all of her social media stuff on that. And just, like, I, you know, I respect the hell out of that. Like, yeah. you know, you have the right to change your name throughout your life. Right. And this is, like, I think that it's hard to say things like this because it plays into, like, oh, it's a phase, which is, like language that's been used against queer youth forever Mm -hmm. and middle schoolers are trying on identities that's what they're doing they look around themselves and they think about who they think is cool and then they try that on and then they take pieces of it and then they move on like that's Mm -hmm. what middle school is supposed to be and so and and high school frankly and so it's not like this is not in a negative sense oh it's just a facial grow out of being queer no 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 no. but you might grow into your queerness you might grow into being like okay i'm still hella queer but like the way I was performing my queerness in middle mm-hmm. school 
Because the way all of us performed anything that we were doing in middle right. school. <laughs> well, I think that I think that to tie it back to a kind of more universal experience, yeah. names and nicknames shift. Like yeah. if you grow up being called like Little Timmy, <laughs> when you turn 17, you may no longer want to go by Little Timmy. You might just want to go by Tim. And right. like these things shift. These yeah. things shift. Yeah. I think I also do we want to touch on people who pick hyper masculinized or hyper feminized names as well because that's always that's an interesting I think niche. that's worth I think that is worth touching upon because mm. like I'm not going to speak on it I'm going to let you speak on it how about that <laughs> <laughs> So are you referring to people who kind of go beyond the <laughs> yeah. the standard names I'm I, talking 3 to 4 syllable names yeah that i think that that is very common in the i can make fun of syllables because i have a three syllable name so (laughs) (laughs) that is relatively common in the trans femme community i think especially when you first come out yeah i don't know what a hyper masculine name would really be honestly george george is not a hyper masculine (laughs) name (laughs) i know i couldn't think of one but i think that that is something too and that that is in its own way that is in its own way like a rejection of any sort of your agab. Right. Which is... It does. It makes me sad when people go that hard on rejecting. Which I, is totally my... That's I think like that's, me. I think that's you. Yeah. And like, that's okay for you to feel that way. And it's also valid for people to like, so thoroughly reject your agab. It is. I mean, like you said, you are addressing trauma. Yeah. From your youth. And you get to deal with your trauma how you want to deal with your trauma. Yeah. Actually, I think maybe one... Ex- maybe an example of this sort of hyper femme name i can i can call myself out i very nearly changed my name to jocelyn oh yeah which was mm-hmm. my initial like i want to be jocelyn because i thought that i needed a long version of the name josie and i couldn't just go by josie or like yeah. if i was going to change my legal name at some point it had to be like to a real name and not josie and i i think that similar to how you don't have a dead name Mm-mm. and some people do very much have, like, extremely do have dead names. Mm-hmm. I think that I exist in a kind of interesting middle ground that works towards this idea of reclaiming a name. This, yeah. This idea of not just, like, fully accepting or fully rejecting your name, but being able to, like, take what you like about your name and leave what you don't. Mm-hmm. Because, so, I was named after my father mm-hmm. and my grandfather. And all of the other... White people with penises since time in memoriam. <laughs> and so I, when I first came out, really struggled with the fact that I... I just, you said came out, and I know you meant as trans, but for me it made it sound like it was when I first came out of my mother's vagina. <laughs> Go on. Well, so I love my dad. Like, mm-hmm. I love my dad a lot. Yeah. I, I think that he is super cool and mm-hmm. he tries his best and he instilled in me a lot of the ideals that have led to me being the person that I am today and I respect and love him and it makes me kind of proud to be named after him but it is my father's name and mm-hmm. I am a woman mm-hmm. and so that is complicated yeah and ever since I was a little kid I love the name Josie like mm-hmm. I I did find it from Josie and the Pussycats, and I have, like, really wanted that to be my name ever since I was, like, five. (laughs) But like I said, I was thinking about changing my name to something like Jocelyn, something longer, Mm -hmm. in order to make Josie work. 
Do you want to talk about the fact that you also thought about wimping out and going by Joe without an E? That's true, actually. I did I did for a little while when I first came out. That was less because I wanted to hold on to my dad's name and more because I really didn't want people to have to stop, to have to change my name too much. That's so. why I said wimping out. <laughs> yeah, it was very much wimping out. That was me being nervous that people were not going to accept me as trans and so wanting to have like a easy out and be like, it's Joe. It's just J-O, you know? It's a cool femme name. It's like short for Josephine or Jocelyn. Don't worry about calling me Josie. You don't have to. <laughs> and then I had a therapist. I think I've talked about this with Hawkins before. And then I had a therapist who was like, you'll have to have a preference. And then I, I did. You also had a partner who was like, I'm going to call you Josie. You did do that. That's true. That's Just true. to be fair. That Just is, to be clear. That's true. You did also inspire a lot of that. <laughs> but so it was like a real journey for me mm-hmm. to figure out. Like, I went from my dead name, which maybe you can discern by this point. I feel like perhaps. <laughs> perhaps you may be able to discern my dead name, but I'm not going to dead name myself. Um, I went from my dead name to J-O to Josie. And then I had this whole like crisis in <laughs> my, I just like, when I was trying to think of like, if I'm going to change my legal name, I have to change it to something like a real name. So I was like Jocelyn. And then I wanted to name my, change my middle name, which is my grandpa's name to my grandma's name. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense because then I like, why is one grandparent more important than the other one? And I was going to This just like makes me think about people trying to like bury like dinosaur bones so that they can re like you're trying to recreate the past. You're trying to make it go. You go back and have been born as a cis woman. So you would have been given your grandmother's middle name Mm -hmm. and some other first name, probably probably not Josie, but like whatever, some other first name. Yeah, probably would have been Joanne, honestly. Probably would have been Chelsea. I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And that's the thing that, like, for me, it just doesn't sit right to me. Because I'm like, that's going back and rewriting history as it did not happen. Right. And, like, again, like, that's my own two cents. And people do- should do whatever they want with their own bodies. I would never tell. I'm not telling you you shouldn't do that. I would never tell anybody they shouldn't do it. It's just, to me, it's like, you're writing a history that didn't happen. And why not just, like, re? Why not claim the history that did happen right. instead? And I think part of what made it possible for me to claim that history that did happen was I talked to my dad about this. Right. Which, like, is an immense privilege that I have that I'm able to talk to my parents about Kindly. this. And, yeah. like, have honest conversations. And when I was talking to my dad about calling me Josie, I was like, I really don't want to lose having your name. Like, I like your name. Like, I don't want that to be, like... I don't want to lose it. And my dad said, like, don't worry about that. I don't care. You should use the name that makes you happiest. And that weirdly was like all I needed to be like, okay, never mind. I do. I do like that. I'm going to keep it as like my full name is still a masculine name. And I don't really have any intention of changing it, but also don't call me it. Yeah. Ever. (laughs) Yeah. Again, except for in legal situations where you know it's coming. Yeah. Where I know it's coming. Like, it really doesn't bother me when that happens. I mean, sometimes it stinks because I'll be talking to somebody on the phone who's looking at like my insurance yeah, and they're no. like, okay, sir. And I'm like, please don't call me, sir. Please don't do that. I don't feel like going into the like, nuances is why that's wrong, but please don't call me, sir. Oh my God. Also, once we got a lease that had your- Josie in parentheses after your name every time, and you know what? If any landlords are listening, do that shit because that was lit. <laughs> that was lit. That's true. That's true. I mean, I think that in general, the world can just be kinder to yeah. chosen names. That's, like- yeah. Because I think that I've... I've weirdly had to navigate that a couple times when you aren't present and I have to give your legal name. And I, as somebody who people read as feminine on things mm-hmm. like leases, they already want the person that I'm moving in with to be a man. Yeah. So like, 
And then they see your dead name and they're like immediately. And I have had really good luck in just being like, no. Like our landlord, our last two landlords have been like, oh, it's Josie. Oh, but th- I'm like, mm, same person. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. So when is she moving? And I'm right. like, fantastic. fantastic. We, we did it. We did the thing. <laughs> and it's just not that hard, but it is, it's weird how unexpected it is when it happens. Right. Well. Right. I think that it, it shouldn't be hard. No. Like. I understand like the time, both times they've had like a moment of confusion where they're like, wait, I thought Josie was moving in. Who's this person? And I'm like, no, that's Josie. And they're like, oh, thumbs up. Yeah. No big. Yeah. <laughs> and like. That is really nice because it allows me to go by my real name, which is Josie. That is the name that is most authentic and true to, like, my internal self. Mm -hmm. And it allows me to retain that connection to my dad. And to an extent, my grandfather, I don't ever really go by my middle name, but I also like my middle name. I like your middle name. It's the male version of what my name would be if people assumed I was a dude with the name L. True. Y'all, this is like a this is like a this is a choose your own adventure. Figure out if you can figure out our full names. (laughs) And so, like, I think that there is like some beauty in that. And again, and you get to dodge doing a legal name change, which I will just throw out there is a pain. That's true. That's not the reason you're doing this, obviously. But I will just throw out there that that is real. I did try to do a legal name change at one point. I actually was more interested in getting my gender markers changed because they're annoying, but. The the pro bono lawyer never emailed me back. So <laughs> they're busy. They're if you kept not... your dead name and got female gender markers, you would be an icon. That is my intention at this point, if I ever can get that. An icon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean I do I do think that it is possible for trans people to reclaim that aspect of themselves. And it's possible for cis people to um butt the hell out and not comment on it. Because like right. I think that that's another Except important. for to ask simple questions. Like, I mm-hmm. understand if you see, like, a hyper-masculine name on a legal document and it confuses you, that's okay. I'm not going to be mad if you're like, wait, I'm confused. Right. I think our first landlord here actually asked what your pronouns were. Interesting. Because I think for a second they referred to you as they, them, because they were just confused mm-hmm. and trying to be chill. And then they were like, wait, so... And I weirdly, in a very cis way, asked me for your pronouns. I think I remember that happening. And that's fine. Like, I'm not going to be mad. Like, I don't expect you to somehow magically look at a hyper-masculine name and be like, must be a woman. Because, like, you shouldn't do that either. Because most people, like, you should try your best to read gender markers. That's the other thing, too. Mm -hmm. Like, if somebody is expressing a gender to you, you should try your best to take a guess at what that is. Right. And be open to feedback if you're wrong. Right. And part of the reason that it happens the way it does with our landlords is because we refer to me as Josie in all of the lead up. And this is the same thing that happens when I apply for jobs. Josie and partner, because we're hella queer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, we give off enough queer vibes that people assume that we're queer. Yeah. That we're, like, not in a heterosexual relationship. Right. So it, like, it takes them off guard when they see my legal name. Mm-hmm. And then often they do just ask. They're like, I'm confused. What is happening here? And then we although, explain it. Although we just went through a new lease process in which we didn't gender you one single time or refer to you as anything <laughs> but my partner. Because we were scared. Just in case. Just in case. Just in case. But now we signed a lease, so they can't. Well, they can. But they probably won't get this out. <laughs> It'd be bad press. <laughs> It'd be bad press. We would come for them. Yep. But yeah, I do think that, like, this would be an easier process. And I, I do acknowledge that I 
am coming from a place with a lot of privilege. I'm sure you would acknowledge that you're coming from a place with a lot of privilege. I mean, yeah. I think I'm coming from a place with a lot of privilege, if nothing else, just from my lack of dysphoria around my name. Right. And so, like, this is not accessible to all trans people. This is not mm-hmm. saying that if you are a trans person who isn't doing this, you're wrong or no. less cool. No. But, like, at the same time, we as a society should make it easier to detach assumptions of gender from names. Now, names can be formed of gender expression. Mm-hmm. They are. They're very similar to pronouns. Right. And so, if you are, if somebody does introduce himself with a hyper-feminine name or a super non-gendered name, you can probably make a guess as to their pronouns. It's like that tweet that's like, bitch is like, how did you know I was non-binary and be named Socks? Right, exactly. (laughs) And so as a form of gender expression, it is a way for you to tell someone's gender identity or to make an educated guess and be willing to be corrected. Mm -hmm. But especially when it comes to like legal documents and stuff, don't. Yeah, just don't. Just leave it. Just let just it be. Just leave it. Yeah. Just leave it. Yeah. Anything you want to say in summary on this one? Yeah, like, ask people about their names. Like, don't be weird about it. Not, don't ask for their dead name. Don't do that. But, like, no, no. don't ever do that. <laughs> yeah, if somebody doesn't offer their dead name to you... Don't ever. Don't ever ask for their dead name. I, that is a good capstone on this. Do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, I think that if you're, if you, like, know somebody, like, this is if it's, like, a friend and you know they're gender expansive, like, asking if they chose their name and, like, why and how I think is lit. Like, I think yeah. that's just fun. Like, do, again, don't, like, walk up to some random gender expansive bitch that, like, a friend of a friend knows and be like, hey, did you change your... No. But, like, if you know somebody and you already have a relationship with them. Because I think that, like, name games are good, like, icebreakers in general for, Mm -hmm. like, workplaces. It's, like, we do one that's, like, what's in a name and you have to tell a story about one part of your name. So it's nice if you don't like one part of your name or you don't have a story about it, fine. You can choose either first, middle, or last and then you tell a story about it. Right. So, like... I just, I think that names are incredibly fun and powerful, especially in the gender expansive community where people might have picked them themselves for a whole host of reasons. And like, ask them. Yeah. And then listen. Yeah. And if the response is, I liked it, or that's none of your business, accept that as well. Yeah. Like, because that's also valid. I mean, in general, just approach with kindness. Yeah. And also, like, if it's, if the answer is, I liked it, also just, my assumption would then be like, you don't have that person's trust enough to get the real story. Because I think most people chose their name for like a reason. Like I think most people do have, but you can just accept yeah. that like you're not going to get that story and like, you know, yeah. leave that there. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So names are complicated. And but it awesome. Is. And awesome. And you should do whatever, you should have whatever name makes you feel most comfortable. Yeah. And don't be worried about maybe somebody changing it. Because... And if you ever do find out somebody's dead name, just like erase it from your mind don't reference it don't say it just Mm -hmm. be like if they don't know that you found out tell them because like they should know and then be like but i'm never going to reference it again and then think about it as minimally as possible yeah if you did some mental somersaults to figure out my dead name during this episode undo them (laughs) frankly (laughs) backflips some do some backflips get rid of it (laughs) yeah yeah all right, I think that's where we're going to wrap it up this week on Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. Before we go, I do want to let y'all know next week is Elle's top surgery. <laughs> yes, so exciting. I'm doing the TT chop on Monday. Send me all the good vibes. Yes, and not so- like in like two days. 
but like in a week. When they hear this, it will be the day after this coming Monday. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Go on. You were doing the right thing. So that's exciting. Also, Ella's going to be on the mend for a little while after that. So next week is probably going to be, if we post an episode, something kind of short and sweet. But we will be back with full episodes just as soon as we have the energy for it. Send me good vibes. Send good vibes. Also, if you want updates, I'll probably be posting them on Reddit. Um, I'll put my, my handle. Is it a handle on Reddit? I don't know. I don't know what it is on Reddit. I'll put my whatever it is on Reddit in the episode notes if you want updates on my top surgery. <laughs> All right. I'll be posting them. Sounds good. And as always, I'm one of your hosts, Josie, and I'm joined by my lovely partner, L. Bye, y'all. And until next time, just keep thinking about it. Music for Gender Journeys composed by Sonia Berdash. If you want to stay up to date with Gender Journeys episodes or just want to say hi, you can follow us on Twitter at gender underscore journeys or on Tumblr at genderjourneys.tumblr.com. You can also find us online at josiewrites.com slash gender journeys. We hope to hear from you soon.